Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's Spence versus Porter media conference call. Our host for today is Ray Flores. Mr. Flores, you may begin. Thank you very much, Operator. We greatly appreciate the media joining us from around the world. We continue the countdown for the big night of boxing coming your way on Saturday, September 28th. It is a Fox Sports PVC pay-per-view from Staples Center in Los Angeles. Uh, this is a stack card from top to bottom. It is a loaded event, and our main event, which we are joined by the main event participants, the highly anticipated welterweight title unification matchup, the IBF champion, Errol the Truth Spence Jr., and the WBC champion, Showtime Sean Porter, get closer to their battle for welterweight supremacy. Now, the four-pay-per-view card starts at 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific time. It is preceded by FS1 PBC prelims, that come your way at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific time. Tickets for the event are going quickly, and they are promoted by Mandom Promotions, TGB Promotions, and Sean Porter Promotions. They're available right now at AXS.com or if you live in the Los Angeles area at the Staples Center box office. Now, a man that has been very busy for throughout the past several years promoting big events all over the world, the president of TGB Promotions, a man who knows boxing better than anybody, here is Mr. Tom Brown. Well, thank you, Ray, and thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Both Errol and Sean are having great training camps. There's tremendous excitement about this fight, and both fighters are in incredible shape. It's really a sensational matchup and one of the best fights that can be made in boxing's hottest division, the welterweights, two world champions unifying the title. Earl Spence Jr. is one of the most talked-about fighters in the sport. Many consider him to not only be the best welterweight in the division, but the best fighter in the world. And this is really the type of fight that elevates the sport of boxing. So it's going to be a tremendous night of boxing, a big night on Saturday, September 28th. We have a great card, and I hope everyone joins us. Thank you very much. Ray? Thank you very much, Tom. As Tom pointed out, both Shaw Porter and Errol Spence Jr. are in impeccable shape. Now, this man that I'm getting ready to introduce, one of the champions, captured his title last September with the victory over Danny Garcia, also holds W's over the likes of Andre Berto, um, also Adrian Broder, Devin Alexander, while taking on the best in the division throughout his career. Most recently coming off of a title defense victory against Yoda Dennis Ugas live on Fox, originally from Akron, Ohio, but now living and training in Las Vegas, Alongside his father, Kenny Porter, he is a two-time welterweight champion of the world 
I know he's very happy on this Tuesday, especially with his Cleveland Browns picking up a very impressive victory over the New York Jets yesterday. His record, 30 wins, two losses, one draw, 17 wins coming by way of knockout. Please welcome the always entertaining and charismatic Showtime Sean Porter. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me on. Uh, we're about two weeks away, and uh, couldn't be more any more excited than I am right now. So I'm, I'm even excited to do these interviews right now with you guys. So let's go. Let's do it. All right. Well, now we're going to go ahead and turn it over to the media if they have any questions for Sean Porter and getting to Sean's enthusiasm. Sean was fired up last month for the press conference, and I know he's getting even more excited as we approach fight day on September 28th. So we'll turn it over to the operator for questions from the media. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to ask a question, just press star 1. To get in line to ask a question, press star 1. Please hold while we wait for questions. And our first question is coming from Dan Raphael of ESPN. Hello, everybody. Sean, how are you today? Hey, Dan. How are you doing? I'm good. Good to talk to you. Looking forward to this fight. Um, question for you. Uh, I was just taking a quick look down uh, all the fights you've had, your resume, and you know, you, you really are a guy, uh, it seems to me, that lives by the words that you'll fight anybody because you fought basically a who's who over the last few years uh, since you were uh, won your title the first time. And I just wondered, uh, where does that mentality come from, from you, where there really does seem to be a genuine willingness to just – you know, look down the list and fight the best guys available that you and your team can make a, ma- a match against, Spence being the next one? It's how I grew up. It's uh, how my dad raised me, and it's where I come from. Uh, we we were never allowed to shy away from anything. Uh, from my whole any life, what? I've always – I said we were never allowed to shy away from any opportunity, any challenge, and uh, that's the way I've lived my life. Uh, so when it when it comes to taking on Errol Spence, to me it's it's like taking on another fighter. It's not like taking on, as everyone has coined him, the boogeyman or the best welterweight in the world. To me, I'm taking on another great exciting fighter, and I'm going to beat that great exciting fighter. So is it Spence specifically that you wanted to fight, or was it Spence was a guy that had one of the other world titles, and since you wanted to unify, he was just a guy that was there, or is it spent specifically and it's just a bonus that he happens to also have one of the belts? No, you know what? I think it's spent specifically. I think it's specifically spent because of not only him having a belt, but who he is and what he's done in the sport thus far. I mean, being undefeated and, again, being coined as, you know, the boogeyman of the division, I'm, I'm like, yo, I need that. I need to beat that guy. I need to fight that guy. And so uh, that's where the hunger really comes from for me. So then what was it, can you say, that, that put that, uh, like you mentioned, the, the you know never shying away from the opportunities, put that in your mind or had your dad put that in your mind? Did you ever talk about yeah, that? My dad, it's, yeah, again, it's how I was raised. I mean, I can tell you story after story, you know, that would back, would confirm, you know, that that was how I raised, but you know, I was 10 years old playing football against guys who were 12 and 13 years old. And, you know, it doesn't sound that big, but, you know, back then, you know, when you're 10 going up against three teens, it's, it's a big deal, you know. So even at that young age, my dad has always challenged me and, 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 and made sure I not only put out my best, but I was going up against the best. And, you know, you, you look up, I'm 31 now. And, you know, this is 
100% familiar territory for me because it's where I come from. So, Sean, when you were fighting guys, uh, you know, I was looking at the list, and I just sort of made a quick list of some of the, the best names that you faced, whether it was Broner, Berto, Thurman, Garcia, you know, you're you know, mandatory, obviously, but you still fought him against Ugas. Um, was there ever any trepidation when they came to you with a deal, like, hey, you know, we'd rather fight this guy first or we'd rather maybe go in another direction here, or did you just embrace all those big names, uh, you know, pretty much right off the bat, you know, as long as the business was right? Yeah, for me, it was always about embracing, you know, the the the, the name or the opportunity or the fighter, or whatever you may you want to call it. I think for me, coming into the game, the way that I came into the sport and the business being ran the way that it was ran for me, I was always told who I would fight, you know, and there was never really ever a, a, a fountain of guys to pick from. There was always, you know, hey, this is who's next. This is when, this is where. And so that's how I've been bred into the sport. You know, so when you talk about fighting the um, fighting the uh, mandatory challenger, you've been this Ugas, and why would you fight him? And, you know, a lot of, a lot of different questions were proposed to me. In my mind, he's the mandatory. He's the guy they're telling me I have to fight. That's who I'm going to fight, you know. So, again, I think it's the mindset that I've had at a very young age that uh, continues to um, resonate for me. I appreciate that, Sean, very much. Hey, Tom Brown, are you still there? Yeah. Ray, you know, Tom, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I wonder if you could uh, speak that. You've promoted a lot of uh, Sean's fights over the years. You've watched them up close. Just give me your opinion about what he was talking about as far as just, you know, having the, the mentality to embrace taking on the best guys, period, no matter what. I mean, and his resume speaks for itself. You know where I really saw it was Sean the first time was it was our second PBC show on March 13th back in 2015 when Roberto Garcia pulled out. We brought another opponent in. There was never there was never any questioning. He was fighting. We brought Eric Bonet in. He was a tough kid. Both Sean and his father just said, "Whoever you get, we're, we're here to fight." So that's where he really showed me, you know, that he was a fighter. Both he and his father. Just what he talked about the way he was raised back in Ohio. Got it. I mean, All right, like Tom, you said, thank you. He fought the who's who of, of, of the uh, division. Yes, absolutely. Um, All right, appreciate that. Thank you, Tom. And, uh, Sean, thank you, and good luck uh, next week. I'll see you in Los Angeles. Appreciate your time. Thanks, so I have a good one, Dan. All right, our next question is coming from John Cudney of Reddit Boxing. Hey, Sean. Uh, thanks for the time today. So this is a question about your amateur career fighting at 165. I think a lot of people are still fascinated by that, even though you've been a pro for so long. So specifically here, so many people consider Spence a monster at 147 and a very big 147. So just wondering if you can talk a bit about your time fighting at that much higher weight and, you know, some of the fighters specifically you fought there and uh, if that gives you confidence going to this fight with Spence. Sure. I mean, I think uh, fighting 165 pounds is no secret that – Majority of the guys that I fought uh, as an amateur were a lot bigger than Errol Spence. Not just bigger than Errol, they were a lot bigger than Errol Spence. And I'm talking about guys like Danny Jacobs, who fights at 160 pounds, 168 pounds now. Uh, I fought against Alexander uh, Usyk, who is uh, a unified champion over there in the Ukraine uh, at, at heavyweight now. I fought him at 165 pounds back in the day when we were about 20 years old, and, and beat him. 
Uh, I, I have wins against Danny, Daniel, Daniel Jacobs as well. Um, Demetrius Andre, we, we were one and one in the, in the amateur division. The last time that we fought, we were 165 pounds. And um, I beat him to go to a, a world-ranked turn, a, a world international tournament uh, as the amateur. So uh, the experience is there. Uh, the experience against taller, bigger opponents is there. Uh, you, you looking at um, for me looking at Errol Spence. I don't look at him like he's a bigger a bigger guy than me. I don't think he's one of the bigger guys in his division. I think that he's been matched up against guys who have made him look uh, a lot more powerful and bigger and stronger than he is. Uh, trust me when I say he's met his match in this one. Well, thanks a lot, Sean. That was a great answer. So uh, one more quick question here. Oh, um, you've uh, been doing a great job on the inside PBC boxing. I think, um, you know, you've really done a very professional job with your broadcasting, but just wondering if you can talk about how you've balanced broadcasting and fighting if, you know, you've had problems straddling those two professions and, uh, no, you know, I, your focus going into this fight. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm blessed because uh, um, Fox Studios is just a, a, a rock throw away. Uh, from Vegas, so I can get there in just an hour. I do my thing. I, I have actually have uh, workouts and routines set around the, the the filming, and then I go right home after we film. You know, so it really has not been a hard thing for me to balance at all. Uh, even and and even more blessed part about it is, I know a majority of the guys. I've seen a majority of the of the fighters for a long, long time, if not. As amateurs, I've known them as pros. So when it comes to things like like being here to talk about these guys, you know that even that part of it is not a, is not strenuous for me because I know a lot of these guys. I know their styles. I know what they do, what they bring to the ring. You know, so usually for me, I'm just um, kind of shaping up on their statistics more than I am on who they are and who they bring to the ring, you know. So it has not been a hard uh, thing for me to, to for me to balance, uh, and, and I've enjoyed it very, very much to this point. Okay, thanks, thanks a lot for your time today, Sean. Good luck next week. Thank you. All right, our next question is coming from Keith Eidick, BoxingScene.com. Uh, hey, Sean, I know a couple of weeks ago you mentioned that you were going to spar with Demetrius Andrade. I was just wondering if you had the opportunity to do that and how it went if you did. You know, well, we're still working on getting Boo Boo to Vegas. We we tried to get him in, in, in D.C. He had some family uh, conflicts going on, and and uh, now we're working on getting him in D- into D.C. in the next day or two. So that, or excuse me, getting him into Vegas in the next day or two so that we can uh, get that last little bit of, of, of great work in. He, he's a tremendous athlete. We've used him time and time again uh, when I fought Southpaw and, and even when I fought Orthodox fighters because he gives us such uh, such great work and uh, and, he, and he's definitely a, a top competitor and, uh, and he makes it fun and enjoyable as well. So uh, we, we do look forward to having him in Vegas uh, and finishing up camp with him in the next couple of days. Sean, how much has it, uh, you know, Spence has said he's going to knock you out and, and, there, and there are other people who have said that he's going to be the first person to do that. Has that surprised you or driven you at all? Because you've always shown such a great chin. And as you said, you have a lot of experience against bigger fighters in the amateurs, much bigger fighters than Spence, obviously. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm not surprised to hear him say he, he wants to knock me out. He's even said, I'm going to knock you out. I'm not surprised to hear him say that because I know his mentality. I know, I know who he is as, as a person. You know, he's very, very driven and competitive, and I get that. Uh, the part about it for me is I think he may be trying to psych himself out into thinking he can do it. Uh, I, I think I have a proven chin. I, you know, I'll go on record for saying no fighter really wants to prove his chin. You know, we, we never want to get hit, get hurt, anything like that. But, you know, I've taken some, some pretty good shots from some top guys out there, and, you know, I've managed to handle that and, and win and, you know, come out on top, you know. So when it comes to Errol Spence, I don't look at his power any different than anyone else I've been in the ring with, and I'm going to go at him uh, like I've gone at Keith Thurman, like I've gone at Danny Garcia, like I've gone at Yvonne Zubas, um, um, uh, Devin Alexander, you know, and the list goes on from there. Uh, Sean, did, uh, he he said that you were a dirty fighter, obviously, in one of those Fox shows. Did did that bother you, or what was your opinion of that? No, it doesn't bother me. I think that's his perspective. I think that may have been, you know, looking at, at, at film of me, he may be pulling on some things that he can take advantage of, and he may think that, you know, I, my roughness, uh, he's misconstruing that for, for dirtiness. Uh if he can't handle the roughness, then you will find out real soon. And if that, that's what's working for us, well, then that's what we'll do. We'll be rough. We'll be hard. We'll be rugged. We'll keep the pressure on him. And we all know pressure bust pipe. Sean, do you think it's a psychological advantage for you a little bit that he's thinking about that and that he's mentioning this? Do you think you're that's in his head a little bit, or how do you view that? Uh, at this point, I do. I think that there's more than just that. Uh, that's in his mind uh, when he when it comes to fighting me. I think he's he knows he's up against a lot. I think that uh, you know those uh, you know certain things that he's trying to be aware of or make the the referee aware of. I think that that that's a mistake on his behalf. I think he he may be looking at those things and overlooking other things like my skill and my talent and my speed and my quickness and my boxing ability. You know so. I think that, uh, you know, I think he's in trouble, you know, and I, I think it's only a matter of time before the world finds out. Thanks for your time, Sean. You got it. Thank you. Okay, our next question is coming from Carlos Toro of Fightful.com. Hey, Sean, how are you doing? Thanks for being on this call. I'm doing great. Thank you. You know, your last fight against Jordanis Ugas was a really close one, and Errol Spence Jr. kind of carries a, a completely different style. He's, you know, from a, from a skill set standpoint, from a resume standpoint, from just about almost every angle you look at it. And when you look at Errol's style, how do you see that varying against your style compared to when you fought Ugas? Do you see yourself having an easier or harder time dealing with Errol compared to Ugas? Uh, no comparison. I think styles make fight. I think, you know, you said it yourself, they're two completely different styles. Uh, I think that they both have, or, you know, in, in Dennis's case, had things that present um, problems for anyone that, that are in the ring. I think for me, I think my speed and my quickness against Errol Spence is, is definitely going to be superior. I think my, my foot movement is going to be superior, and I think that it's going to open up a lot more opportunities. I think that 
the dentist in the ring with me, he was a little confused. He he was expecting me to have a, a different style than I came to him with, and I think that that really shook him up. You know, so a lot the same. I'm expecting to shake up Errol Spence. You know, one of the things I remember when we spoke a couple of months ago was that you wanted to have a pay-per-view main event, you know, on your resume. And so now that you got that, especially in a title unification, how does it feel being on this type of unique platform that so few fighters have had the opportunity to headline a pay-per-view? It's been a lot of fun. Uh, it it's definitely has been an eye-opener as well. Uh, someone just sent me a picture telling me that the fight were going to be shown in theaters, and I already knew that, but, you know, to actually see it and, you know, have a preview of yourself at a movie theater is pretty cool. I'm at the theaters every other week, you know, so I'm going to do the best I can to sell the fight and let people know that they can go watch it at their local theater, and I I think that that's awesome. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I've enjoyed it. I'm I'm looking forward to fight week. I I hope it gets even funner. And, and gets more exciting. I know fun is not a word, but I hope it gets even more exciting. Fight week is something that I've been looking forward to. You know, last question. Uh, given that the winner will have two of the four world titles from the sanctioning bodies, do you see this fight as the winner will be, should be considered the number one welterweight in the world? You know what? I do. I think that I and myself and, and Errol Spence are the number one and number two guys. You You call who you want to be number one and number two, but the best part about it is one is about to fight two and one is about to get eliminated. I think that after I beat Errol Spence, especially the way I beat Errol Spence, I think that this will key me as the number one guy in the division. Thanks, Sean. Best of luck in September 28. Looking forward to the fight. Thank you, sir. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to ask a question, please press star one. To ask a question, just press star one. And our next question is coming from Cameron Buford of Los Angeles News Observer. Hey, Sean, Cameron, how you doing, sir? All right, Cameron, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for taking time to talk to us today. Um, a couple of weeks ago, you sparred with David Benavides here in Carson. Will you talk to us about what you gained from that uh, sparring with Benavides? That's a big dude right there. Uh, that's a fast dude. He's competitive. And uh, I honestly, man, I really did enjoy the whole experience of being in the ring with him and, and being in the gym with him as well. He's a he's a dynamite guy. Uh, being in the ring with him, I think at that point, we challenge ourselves and find out where we were in camp. And I think we we found out that that the conditioning that I was in at that point was 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 great, and we knew that um, we still had a couple of steps that we could take up. But um, for being in the ring with another a, a big guy like that, we definitely uh, were able to find out that we were exactly where we wanted to be in camp at that point in time. Sounds good. Now, I see that you you predicted. Do I have this right? You predicted an eighth round knockout of Spence in next week. Well, someone else came on the line and they predicted that knockout. I I uh, did I did say I, I liked the the thought of that prediction, uh, but I myself did not make that prediction. No sir. Okay, so your game plan. But I know but 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 if you're asking me if I'm if I am going to knock him out, if I want to knock him out, heck yeah. Uh, do I have what it takes? 
heck yeah. And I think that we've come up with a great game plan. And uh, we, we, we definitely at some point will be looking at pressuring him and, uh, and knocking him out. You you answered my follow-up question. Thanks, Sean. Look no problem. To I got you. <laughs> okay, our next question is coming from Hans of Round by Round. Hey, Sean. How you doing, man? All right. How are you? I'm all right. Can't complain. So um, one thing I really wanted to know is um, you've been in the ring with a lot of great fighters, um, Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman. Um, you know, not a lot of people give you too much credit for um, your winning at Devon Alexander because that was when he was at the top of the game. And he was a really great fighter. Um, is there anybody that you fought that's, you know, maybe a little bit similar to, you know, Errol Spence? I'm thinking maybe a, a Kel Brook or something like that. Is there anybody you can say? If I if I had to say, I would say uh, it would be between Danny Garcia and uh, Kell Brook. I think that uh, Errol Spence has great boxing ability, uh, great one-two, great basics, fundamentals. He's very, very fundamentally structured, a lot like Kell Brook. And I think that, you know, he, he, he tries to dictate the pace and 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 do the things that he likes to do in the ring a lot, like Danny Garcia. So I think he's a mixture of those two. Gotcha. Um, follow up question would be: Does it bother you that people say that you know that you can't box with Errol when you know? I mean, I guess your style is you know really aggressive, staying on the inside and things like that. But you showed in the in the Ugas fight and at least in the first half of the Danny Garcia fight that you can fight on the outside. Um, does it bother you when people say that you know? Porter's on a well, not Porter, but um, Errol's on a whole different level with far level with far as on boxing, and you can't box with him. I tell you what, um, LeBron James said it himself. I'm from where LeBron is from, Northeast Ohio. He said, in Northeast mm-hmm. Ohio, everything is earned, nothing is given. Uh, with that being said, I know how it feels to prove people wrong. I know what it feels like to do the impossible, do the things that people don't expect you to do. So it doesn't bother me that people don't uh, give me credit for my boxing ability or say things like me not being able to box with Errol uh, Spence on the outside, things like that. It just leaves room for me to do what I do what I do where I come from. Where I come from is proving people wrong and, uh, and doing the impossible. And uh, that's what I'm looking forward to on, uh, on the 28th. Gotcha. And just my last question for you, man. Um, you know, in every one of your fights, whether you were whether you were an underdog or the favorite, um, especially in your big fights, the odds were always really close. Um, I think you were a slight favorite against Danny Garcia, slight underdog against um, Keith Thurman. Every time, it's been very, very close. For the odds in this fight, it's it's pretty much like a blowout. They're saying it's like ten to one in favor of Errol Spence. Um, I know that's not something that you really pay attention to, but is it something that motivates you? I mean, I know you're always motivated, but, like, is your motivation on another level right now because you want to prove so many different people wrong? No, the the, the odds of, of the betting odds, uh, they don't give me any more uh, energy or, or drive to do anything different. Um, it's my understanding that I'm going to see a lot of people and say, hey, man, I bet it on you, man, thanks. And there's going to be a lot of people out there that say, man, I should have bettered on you, you know. And that's that's always fun to hear and see. So I'm looking forward to that. Gotcha. Thank you, man. Appreciate your time and good luck, man. Got it. Thank you. Okay, our next question is from Kendrick Johnson, sportsdaily.com. 
How you doing? Show, show time. Always good to catch up as always. What's up, sir? <laughs> uh, get some insight to the intensity of this fight leading up, but that how everything's built about around who's who's going to be the best. When today we see a lot of people take things personal and things get real, this is all built about competition. Get some insight to that. Um, I'm sorry. Was there a question in there? <laughs> I think I missed it. <laughs> about this fight being about trying to find out who is the best. It's not about the extra stuff. Like, you know, a lot of people get get into the street stuff, like the bronies of the world, or stuff get personal. How y'all, how this fight, of course, it's very intense, but the intensity is based on who's the best at 147. It's not personal, it's more business. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, you know what? I think it's both. And the reason why, the reason why I say it's both is because I think. Um, the business part of it is just about showing, you know, who who's the, who's the best fighter, and uh, who has the best style, and um, who's more determined, uh, all that good stuff, you know. But I think at the same time, we both are challenged to show that we have a great team, great uh, great families, all that kind of stuff. So I think it it kind of mixes a little bit. But you know, in terms of you know, there's there's nothing personal in terms of you know, me me taking shots at him, at, at Errol, or anybody else in the division, you know, based on what they do in their personal life. It's all based uh, based around, you know, the business and the training and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Do you keep a perspective that this is a legacy to find and fight? Because you're the first one out of the Thurmans uh, and uh, Garcias and now Spence to fight. Everybody wants to see y'all fight about three years ago. You'll, you'll be the only one that's been in the ring with the other three. I'm pretty sure you, you keep that perspective. So how much is this a uh, legacy to find and fight for you? Yeah, I think um it's 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 cool to be in my position, man. I'm the only one that's taking on all those guys and still here to continue moving forward. You know, I think if anything, you know, if we do want to talk about the betting odds and things like that, I don't think you take into consideration what I've done uh, and who I've done it against you know, and, and, and how I performed. You know, I think that if you take into account that I fought, you know, Danny Garcia at, at you know, in his prime, basically, Keith Thurman, in his prime, basically, uh, just recently, your Dennis guys are boxing a Cuban boxer. I think that, you know, if you take in all that into, into account, you might say, man, like, all right, I think this fight was going to be a little bit more competitive and, and harder to choose the winner than I think it is going to be. All right, we really appreciate uh, Sean taking time out of his very busy schedule. Sean, before we get ready to let you go, the WBC welterweight champion of the world, if you have any final comments as you get set for fight week, coming up next week, it's September 28th, a big night, welterweight unification on the line. Sean? I got nothing more to say to you guys, and I'm looking forward to the 28th. I'm sure you guys are are used to hearing that, uh, but the thing you're not used to hearing is, um, the world is about to be shocked. Uh, Team Porter has done a fantastic job in getting prepared for Errol Spence. Uh, we are overlooking anything that he can do in the ring, um, but we definitely feel like we are the superior athlete, uh, the superior fighter, and uh, we are all looking forward to displaying that and shocking the world on the 28th. Thank you guys so much for, for the interviews, and I'll see you all soon.
Thank you very much to Showtime Sean Porter. We appreciate him and wish him good luck next week on September 28th. Now let's meet the man who will be standing across the ring from Sean Porter at Staples Center. Don't forget, it is Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view from Staples Center in Los Angeles. Tickets for the event, they're going quickly. They are promoted by Man Down Promotions, TGB Promotions, and Sean Porter Promotions. They're still available at AXS.com or at Staples Center box office. This gentleman is the IBF welterweight champion of the world, a 2012 United States Olympian from DeSoto, Texas, represents the Dallas area, coached by his longtime head trainer, Derek James. Captured the title back in 2017. He went to England, and he halted Cal Brook most recently, defeated four-division champion Mikey Garcia at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, for the first-ever PBC on Fox Sports pay-per-view event. This man just gets it done and at a very high level. As his level of opposition increases, he continues to wipe out his opponent has a very tough test ahead of himself. His record, 25-0, and 21 wins coming by way of knockup. Please welcome the reigning and defending IBF welterweight champion of the world, Errol The Truth Spence Jr. Errol? Hey, how's it going? Happy to be here. Uh, and the camp been going real good. I'm excited that it's only uh, less than two weeks away. And um, it's going to be a great matchup between two great champions who always come in shape, who always come ready to fight. So I'm hoping everybody tune in or, you know, come to the fight because it's going to be a amazing fight. Might be fight of the year this year. All right. Well, at this time, we will open it up to the media. If you have questions for the IBF welterweight champion of the world from DeSoto, Texas, Errol Spence Jr. So we will turn it over to the operator for questions from the media. If you'd like to ask a question, please press star 1. Again, to get in line to ask a question, please press star 1. One moment while we wait for questions. Our first question is coming from Dan Raphael of ESPN. Well, thank you very much. Hello, Errol. Hey, how's it going? Everything is good, thank you. Uh, Errol, uh, obviously it's a big fight for you, and I was looking back at some of your previous fights, and you know, even though so many people regard you as a uh, top pound-for-pound caliber guy, you have a world title, I wonder, in your mind, do you view Porter as your biggest test? Because if you go back through the, the best opponents that you have faced, um, he seems like he's probably, the, you know, Lamont was a little bit older. Ocampo was not that well-known. Garcia is terrific, but was obviously much smaller. Porter seems to be uh, a guy that is much more would be on your equal than maybe those other guys were. What is your opinion of that? Um, I mean, I see him as a as a tough tester because he's a world champion and just his fighting style. Um, he's a guy that's aggressive and um and throws a lot of punches and and is very um energetic. So, I mean, that's why I see it as a tough test. Cause he's a you know he's a rough guy. You know, he can't get dirty at times, and you know he does whatever it takes to win. So, I mean, just from that aspect and him beating you know Danny Garcia. I see him as a, you know, as a tough test. And when you fight him, you mentioned his rough style and that sort of stuff. You know, it's not a secret that he does have a rough style, that he, uh, whether it's on purpose or it's just the way he goes, uh, there's elbows in his fights, there's some headbutts in his fights. You know, it gets a little messy in there sometimes. How are you prepared to deal with that element of the physicality that he brings uh, that's not necessarily to the exact letter of the rules? Uh, I can be a very physical person too. 
I'm not of a, a small stature, so you know, I'm a guy that can I feel like, you know, I can ward it off or fight it off or you know, may do the exact same thing. So, um, you know, I just feel like, you know, as physically wise I'm either phys- more physical than than him or, you know, just as strong as him. So I mean I feel like, you know, that won't really play a part in this fight. Okay, and when you were when you uh, were deciding after you had fought the Mikey Garcia fight earlier in the year and it came down to you and your team getting together and sort of figuring out what the plan was. Um, was it Porter specifically that you wanted to fight? Did you want a unification fight of some type regardless of who your opponent was? Uh, you know, were you disappointed that you couldn't get Pacquiao next and so you sort of settled for Porter? I'm just looking for your, your thoughts about how this particular match came about. Um, I was just looking for the the, the the next available guy, and um, I wanted a unification fight too. And uh, Sean Porter was the easiest fight to make and the quickest fight to make, so that's why I decided with to fight uh, Sean Porter. All right, so was it? It was not him specifically, because I think I remember before the Mikey or after the Mikey fight that you you really had your mind uh, on you know hoping that you could maybe line up a matchup with Pacquiao, who had come to Dallas was in the ring with you after the fight. A lot of people thought that might be the next fight. Uh, what were your thoughts about not getting Pacquiao but, but taking on Porter instead? Um, I knew it was a chance I wasn't going to get Pacquiao. I mean, I was, Pacquiao is the bigger name, and it would have been a bigger fight. So, of course, I wanted that fight. But, I mean, Sean Porter is the champion, too, and he has a belt. So, um, I definitely wanted to unify, too. So, I always knew that if I couldn't get Pacquiao that, you know, it was going to be a big chance that I was going to fight Sean Porter. And one more question for you, Errol. Uh, you know, we, we don't know how the pay-per-view on this is going to do, obviously, just because until the fight's over with. But in your mind, do you view the fight between yourself and Sean as a bigger fight than the one with uh, Mikey? Mikey, I guess, had uh, maybe a little bit of a bigger name, maybe a bit of a bigger fan base. I think most people would look at the fight between yourself and Sean as perhaps a more competitive fight. Where do you stand on that? Which is the bigger fight in your mind? Um, I think Mike Garcia is, is a, you know, is a real big name in Sean Porter, but as, as a fan-friendly fight or as an entertainment fight, entertaining fight, I would say, you know, this fight with Sean Porter is going to be, you know, I feel like way more entertaining and way more swings than, uh, than the Mikey Garcia fight if it didn't have any, so... You know, I feel like the Sean Porter fight just because it's a unification fight and it's a it, it, it's a real fight. I feel like you know um, the Sean Porter fight is, is bigger. All right, name wise, yeah, oh, go ahead, say it, finish up what you're saying. I said name wise, I would say the Garcia fight is bigger. Gotcha. All right, Errol, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it and look forward to seeing you next week. And our next question is coming from Carlos Toro of Fightful.com. Hey, Errol. Thanks so much for being on this call. Really, you appreciate it. No problem. You know, my first question, you know, obviously, you know, the last fight against Mikey Garcia, that was a pay-per-view event. Now this one being your second pay-per-view event. When it comes to sort of, I guess, dealing with the media or any obligations that you have that didn't doesn't necessarily correlate to preparing for the fight itself against Sean Porter – do you think that it's been easier this time around just because you have the experience of preparing for a pay-per-view event against Mikey Garcia, or would you say this is more or less the same? 
Um, I think it's, it's a lot easier because the first fight, I mean, my first my first review, I was, you know, traveling to New York doing things and, you know, being going back to California doing things. So, you know, I was basically, you know, going in and out of camp doing other other different things. So, I would say the first time it was it was, it was harder than the second go around. You know, I asked Sean this question earlier in the call, and I wanted to ask, uh, pose this question to you. Do you believe the winner of this fight should be considered the best welterweight in the world, given that the winner will hold two of the four world titles from the sanctioning body? Uh, definitely. Um, I mean, there's no way around it. I mean, the winner is the unified champion, so I definitely think, you know, it, it should be considered, you know, no more welterweight in the world. Well, I already consider myself as no more worth weight in the world anyway, so, I mean, with myself having two belts, I mean, it just makes me, you know, by land side. Thanks, uh, Errol, and best of luck on September 28th. Looking forward to the fight. Thank you. All right, our next question is coming from John Cudney of Reddit Boxing. Oh, hi, Errol. Thanks for being on the call today. Um, so question, I've been following your career basically since you turned pro and you rarely claimed or, or spoken out that you're going for a knockout. So just wondering if you can talk about that, you know, this fight, you've been a lot more vocal that you're going for a knockout, that you would not Sean Porter out. Usually you're a little more reluctant to say that. Um, just wonder if that, you know, has to do with his style, you know, how your styles will mesh, your overall respect for him as a fighter, or just the mindset you're bringing to this fight that you just, you know, it's just something you really want this time around? Um, Just overall, just my mindset and something that I want and just, you know, I feel like, you know, the way he fights and the way he comes forward and the way, you know, I, sometimes, you know, he's kind of reckless, aggressive. You know, I think, you know, I can exploit that. So, you know, it's just my whole mindset. Even before the even even before camp, you know, to try to get the knockout, but not force. I'm not going to try to go in there and just force the knockout, but you know, I'm gonna try to work him down. Yeah. Okay. Um, one more quick question. So I I believe you have never been cut as an amateur or a pro. Um, I know that's been a storyline in this promotion. Just wondering first if you can confirm that you've never been cut as an amateur. And a, or a pro, and also how that's factoring your mindset going into this fight. It's a big topic of discussion in the boxing world, especially after Fury had that horrible cut over the weekend. You know, wondering if that could be a factor in this fight. Um, uh, no, not a factor because I guess it happened. So, like, never been cut, nothing. So, never had a swollen up eye or anything like that. So, I mean, hey, I'm blessed. <laughs> so. Uh, okay, so it's not it's not something you guys are overly focused on going into this fight. No, I never worry about it. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time, Earl. Uh, uh, good luck. Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to get in line to ask a question, just press star one. Again, to ask a question, press star one. And our next question is going to come from Hans of Round by Round. Hey, Errol, what's going on? I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, 
you know, in all of your fights, um, you usually look really good, whether you're knocking somebody out or, you know, foul boxing and guys 12 rounds like you did for Mikey Garcia. Um, it's never ugly or anything like that. It's just, you know, a really pretty fight. Um, like how, how do you kind of prepare mentally for a fight where you know for a fact it's, it's not going to be just you outboxing a guy or you just coming in and getting like a real easy and, you know, eye-pleasing win and things like that? Like how do you prepare for that, you know, physicality that's going to come with that fight? Uh, I mean, just basically train hard. I mean, there's no way to prepare for it, but just prepare, prepare mentally for it and, you know, find different sparring partners that are going to bring the heat and going to bring the pressure and going to make you uncomfortable. So, I mean, that's the only way you can prepare for it. You know, I had nine, ten weeks to prepare for it, so I feel like I'm ready. And I know that, you know, basically I, I just got the inner grit and the inner toughness to, you know, we're seeing anything they come with. Gotcha. Um, another thing that I wanted to ask you is, um, I'm not sure if he's the toughest opponent you ever fought. Um, I would probably say that it's maybe Kel Brook, but um, would you say that he's the toughest style that you ever had to, you know, probably deal with in the ring or at least preparing for? Uh, it could be. I mean, I wouldn't know to the fight over, but I mean, looking on the film. I mean, he's a tough guy to come forward and, you know, try to beat you up. So, I mean, it could be. Gotcha. And just um, just my last question for you is, um, you know, kind of piggyback on what somebody else said about you being so vocal about getting the knockout and things like that. Um, I know usually you don't speak about it, but that's probably something that you look for in every fight. Um, like, are you trying to, you know, probably set more of a statement in this fight you know, your last fight, you really sent the statement to everybody, like, you can outbox one of the best boxers in the world. Um, you know, if you were to knock out a guy like like um, Sean Porter, it's a statement that, you know, your power, even though everybody knows who has power, but your power is on really another level. You can stop a guy like Sean, who's been in there with some really hard punches. So, you know, is that the statement that you're trying to send right now? Uh, I mean, not necessarily that statement. It's just, you know, it's just something that you know, I really want to do, you know, something is one of my, you know, one of my goals is to, you know, is to, is to knock him out. So, I mean, it's something that, you know, even before camp, you know, decided about the fight, you know, it's just something I want to do. It's just like, knock me out, you know, I want to knock him out. So, you know, I'm not going there, you know, over anxious and wild and things like that. It's going to be a I want it to be a calculated knockout. Gotcha. Thank you, man. I really appreciate your time, and um, good luck next weekend, man. Thank you. Go ahead, Cameron. Los Angeles News Observer. Hello, Errol, how you doing, sir? Doing good. Hey, I got a, um, leading up to the Mikey Garcia fight, you mentioned a couple of times that whether it was fans or people in the media wouldn't give you credit for beating up Mikey for the various reasons. Do you feel beating Porter will give you that respect that you uh, deserve or seek? 
Um, I think I'll be getting a lot of respect and things like that. And um, by the way, I beat um, Mikey Garcia up because I just didn't, you know, go in there. People thought I was going to go in there and just bulldoze them and just, you know, just punish them and just beat them with physicality instead of, you know, I just I boxed and used my mind, and, you know, and, and made it a boxing match. So, you know, I think people respect me from that standpoint where I just didn't try to just use my size and just beat them up. But, um, you know, I, I definitely, especially how, how I want to win against Sean Porter, I think a lot of people, you know, going to, you know, give me more respect and, you know, stop doubting my, my skills and my ability and stuff. Okay, well, uh, uh, let us know how you want to win, how you want to beat up Sean Porter. Well, I just want it to be a you know, calculated knockout. Like, I don't want to be, you know, throwing, you know, just over anxious, throwing a lot of punches and, uh, you know, missing a lot of shots trying to go for the knockout. You know, just stay composed, you know, pick my shots and, uh, you know, break them down and get a calculated knockout. Okay, um, final question for me. What about Porter has you running the extra mile or sparring the, going that extra round and sparring? Have you doing more sit-ups? What, what is it about Porter that has you working a little bit harder for this fight? Um, I mean, Porter's a guy that just, you know, he, Porter's a guy that, that trains hard. You know, um, you know, of course, he has his dad in his ear pushing him. So, you know, he pushes to the limit every camp, every training session and things like that. So, you know, that keeps me focused and keeps me hungry because I know he's going to come in shape. I know he's going to throw punches, and I know he's going to do whatever it takes to win. So that's what keeps me, you know, basically on my toes and keeps me training, keeps me training a little bit harder in each training session. Appreciate your time, big guy. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you. Okay, our next question is coming from Keith Eidick, BoxingScene.com. Uh, hey, Errol, I just wondered if you could tell us what you thought of Sean's performance against your Dennis Ugas. And, um, you know, obviously you have a different style than Ugas and a very different fighter, but how he might approach you in terms of how, as opposed to how he approached Ugas. Uh, I think Sean is the guy who just go by the game plan that his dad bring up. So, I mean, I think, you know, the game plan is to, you know, try to beat me up, you know, inside and out. And, um, you know, try to throw a lot of punches and break me down and, you know, try to stop me. So, um, I just think he's going to be more aggressive than, than he was with those guys were. With those guys, he was trying to outbox me. Did you think he won that fight? Um, I think either guy could have won. I think it was. You know, it was super close where either guy could have won. So, I mean, I I would have seen it. I would I wouldn't have been mad if it was a draw. Or if we'd have went for Ugas, I wouldn't have been. I mean, I wouldn't have nothing to say about it either. So, I mean, he could have won either way. Did Did it surprise you that Sean approached that fight the way that he did? Yeah, a little bit. I would thought he would have been more aggressive, like either in the later rounds or in the early rounds. But you know, they tried to outbox him and outclass him. So I mean, 
I don't know. Maybe if it went the other way, he probably would have lost. So, I mean, he still won at the end of the day. So, yeah, I give him a little credit for that. Carl, do you think you've gotten under his skin by calling him a dirty fighter? Uh, no, because I'm not the first person to call him dirty. I'm, I'm sure about that. So, I mean, everybody knows, you know, son is it. I don't know if he's a dirty fighter, but he has a dirty style. So, I mean, a lot of elbows and things like that. So, I think he, if he's if he's a realist, he's no, he knows he's dirty. So, hey, it works for him. He has to build for a reason. So, hey, whatever works, keep doing it. How important is it for you in your fight? Errol, in the beginning of the fight, if, if things get rough and he does some of the things that you've mentioned, to do that right back to him, to let him know that you're not going to tolerate that type of thing? Um, I mean, it could happen that way, but uh, no, I'm not really worried about it. I think a lot of times he's dirty with fighters that, you know, he's way physically stronger than, you know, with Ugas, he wasn't you know, dirty like that. And with Danny Garcia, he wasn't dirty like that either. So I think, you know, with Father Day, he can just push around. You know, he gets real dirty with him, like how he did, you know, Andre Berto. So I'm not really, I'm not really concerned with, you know, his dirty tactics. Thanks, Earl. All right. Our last question is coming from Leon Ross of Champside. Hey, top of the morning, Earl. How you doing, champ? Good, chilling. So I wanted to know, uh, you know, recently you've been fighting on Showtime, and since uh, the Premier Boxing Champions has uh, joined forces with Fox, we've seen a great promotion. Uh, how do you feel about this being your second pay-per-view, and is this what you kind of envision for your career, um, this being maybe a statement fight where it will lead you into a bigger fight, like against the Manny Pacquiao? Um. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, um, you know, I, I started out on Showtime. We got, you know, a lot of love for Showtime. They had my first fight on there, my first title fight on there. So, you know, it's a lot of first moments on Showtime. So, but, uh, you know, Fox has been having great promotion, you know, throughout my last two pay-per-view fights, you know. You know, it don't get any bigger than, you know, you getting slots in between you know, NFL games, especially, you know, Cowboys games, American team. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, it don't get any bigger than that. So, I mean, the promotion been great, you know, getting all the commercial slots, things like that. So, you know, I'm very happy how the promotion been going and you know, how they've been advertising the fight and, you know, just being behind us 100%. So, you know, it's, it's been a great ride. And then can you talk a little bit about um, what role you play in, you know, having your hands on man down promotions? You got a couple fighters fighting on this card. If you want to speak on that a little bit. Uh, yeah, I got a, you know, basically man down promotions that's uh, co-promoting. And uh, my, you know, a couple fighters under my banner that, you know, I'm fighting on the card that's been fighting uh, Burley Brooks and uh, Amon Rashidi and uh, one of my fighters, Fernando, too. So, you know, I got a couple of fighters that's fighting. And, you know, I'm a guy that I don't want to have a, a big a big stable of fighters. I want to have a few so, you know, I can put my 
my my attention on just them and get them fights and, you know, make sure they stay busy and things like that. So, you know, I'm not looking to really find any more fighters than what I have now so I can just focus on them and make sure they can move and then my last question is, how, how will you balance uh, whether to dog it out with Sean Porter or win to box? I mean, do you do you whatever he doesn't want to do? Is that what you do? And and how how will you approach just balancing it out? Because it seems like it's going to be a a battle of wills almost. Because uh, we know Sean Porter, like you said, he never stops coming, and, and you said that he has a very high uh, willpower. Um, just instinct. Um, you know. Think, I mean, I feel like I know when the box and when the bang and you know, how to pick and choose and my spots and things like that. So, I mean, it just happened naturally in the fight. So, I feel like, you know, I have a high boxing IQ. So, I feel like after the first round, I know definitely I'll figure them out definitely and basically break them down, pick them apart, and pick them up. When I have to walk towards them or you know, I beat them backing up. So, I mean, whatever it takes, I'm going to get the job done, and I'm prepared to get the job done. Thank you, Earl. See you September 28th. Thank you. All right. Well, we appreciate the media for joining us in today's conference call. Errol, before we get ready to let you leave, and we appreciate your generosity when it comes to your time as you're in training camp for your pay-per-view showdown. Do you have any final comments as you get set to take on Sean Porter on September 28th on pay-per-view? Um, just, you know, everybody make sure you're there. Uh, make sure you order on Fox pay-per-view September 28th. It's going to be an amazing event. I can't wait. I'm in great shape. You know, if you know Sean Porter, he comes to fight. And like I said, I'm looking for the knockout. So, I mean, it's fight be fight of the year if he can withstand my punches throughout 12 rounds. Well, Errol, thank you so much. We appreciate the media joining us. Tickets are going quickly. They're still available, AXS.com, as Errol Spence Jr. takes on Sean Porter for welterweight unification. We'll see you all next week during Fight Week here in Los Angeles. Thank you, and have a great rest of your day. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. You may now disconnect. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.